We now welcome on to Games and Grub a very special guest. He is a graduate of the University of Notre Dame and holds a PhD from Florida State University. He has had many titles throughout his career. <laughs> from professor to member of the NEA Executive Committee, but most notably, he is a nano to 10, a dear friend of the show, my grandfather and professor, Dr. Leonard Palillo. How are you doing this morning? Great, Zach. Really good to be here uh, and see your operation. We've been so impressed hearing it at home yeah, on so Saturdays. That's the first question I got. You walk into the studio, what's the first thing you like? see what's coming into you? What do you feel? The aura of everything? It's pretty professional. Yeah. I was amazed how professional how uh, this is. It's, it's unreal. Yeah, so Aiden does a lot here. Somehow I got it going this this afternoon morning uh we're doing well we got it recording somehow so aiden you're hearing this on saturday morning but we got it done it's here i got an easy one to start you off yes. we know you're a chef oh yeah so what's your favorite food to cook you go everywhere from big meals ham for the family you're famous for your pizzas what's your favorite thing to make well that if because I can make it for so many people, I love making pizzas and uh, do it for the whole family. Probably been doing it the last 50 years. Uh, What's so special about your pizza? I, I make my own dough. I let it rise well, and I make it thin crust. We don't put a lot of stuff on it. Uh, we use whole tomatoes, uh, not a sauce, and then a few toppings, what people like, pepperoni, mushroom, those kinds of things. It's uh, Eggplant. Eggplant. <laughs> Once in a while. Eggplant. Joining us also today, Jake Passios. Thanks for chiming in there, Jake. The eggplant's definitely one of the, the top. So, sometimes. Yes. Sometimes. Yeah. Never on the pizza, though. Separate fried eggplant. Fried eggplant. Correct. Got it. Correct. So games and grub, it goes together. You were also a football player back in your day. Oh, yes. Oh, so yes. what were some of your memories playing football? What were you known for? And what, what was well, your nickname on the field, I guess? Uh, well, uh, I didn't particularly have a nickname, although the number I had in high school was 32. And uh, this weekend was a special weekend for us, uh, having uh, your cousins and two of our grandkids that are freshmen at Notre Dame. And one of the places I wanted to go to was the Rockney Memorial, which is on the main quad back in 1961 in August. We met at the Rockney Memorial. The coaches' offices were there. Now, of course, they've expanded all over the campus and have beautiful facilities. But that was the home office of, of football and the coaches, and that was my first meeting. I went as the I hadn't been there since then. Had you been offered a scholarship at that point? Yes, I, I was already a, a scholarship winner, a little school from in middle of California, central California, Fresno. Uh, myself and another individual at the high school got football scholarships to Notre Dame pretty much through the intercession of a wonderful sports reporter who knew the coach at the time. And uh, so, yeah, I was very, very fortunate to have that. And uh, the experience I had at Notre Dame was just unbelievable. And there we met uh, the team that I know. And uh, one, one of the people that I, I really want to talk about, in fact, I got a picture of him at our 50th reunion that I'm going to show Zach. I'm looking is, at it right now. Yeah, it's uh, John Ewart, who, if some of you are history uh, fans of football, 
will know that he was a Heisman Trophy winner, one of seven Heisman Trophy winners from Notre Dame. And uh, we still, I, I called him last, last month and uh, still keep in contact with him. And he's an incredible guy. And he, uh, he actually just gave, and he's un, he, he doesn't make m- much of it, but he gave a million dollars to the University of Notre Dame and has done so many wonderful things. Uh, the other thing I'd like to add is that uh, you see the picture that I just gave. You can't see it on the air. But Zach's seven seven great looking gentlemen just to yes. paint the picture. Yeah, and and in the middle of that is who Zach? Am I supposed to know the answer to that question? Yeah, he's yeah, an older well, gentleman. Yes, he's the coach, Era Parsegian. That's Era. That's Era Parsegian who came back to our reunion and was the coach, one of the winningest coaches in in Notre Dame history. And one of the things, the reason I bring him up. Uh, uh, his granddaughter had a very rare, rare disease. And uh, he, he um, John is just an incredible man. And his, his wife suggested he still gets uh, requests to sign autographs, either footballs or jerseys. I can imagine as a Heisman Trophy or, winner. Yeah, because people still collect that stuff. Mm-hmm. And his wife, Eileen, who's a wonderful, wonderful person, uh, suggested, John, why don't we have people, if they want your autograph, because John would sign anything for anybody. He's the nicest person. But uh, said, John, why don't we have people uh, send money, not to us, but make out a check to the Araparsegian Foundation, which, which does research on, on this tragic, tragic disease and uh, they have raised tens of thousands of dollars for that fund. That's the kind of person he is. And he's just, uh, I'm just so glad I got to know him. And uh, also in that room at that time, there were nine, nine other players that played pro ball at one time. So I, I just can't tell. I, I never got in a game. I got to be honest with you. But uh, just being with those guys it was just an incredible experience. And this last weekend, going to Notre Dame, going to the Rockney Memorial, seeing the dorms that uh, our granddaughters are at, was just, it was very emotional for me. Yeah, it's definitely something we mentioned time and time again on Games and Grub. Sports is more, more than sports. It's always family. It's always reaching out to people and giving a place that people can come together and, and be together at once. Um, and that's just another amazing story you just mentioned uh, with Aaron and John. Transitioning towards your career as a professor now, because yes. you've I've taken your class. You have been my professor in the past. Yes, you have, Zach. Yes, you have. What's the favorite class you've taught? Well, the class, uh, my class that I taught you that I actually made up because of both my uh, uh, education, the, all the things I've done with education issues, and also having been a, uh, a union official and state college faculty. I was the president of them. I was the vice president of the Mass Teachers Association. As Zach mentioned, I was on the executive committee of NEA, which sounds just a committee, but it's really like a vice president. There are only nine members of that. And worked I, a lot with legislation and, and teaching leg- and education. Legislation, uh, teaching, trying to go in the, the right direction for our 
K through 12, but also higher ed. And yep. uh, I was one of the first higher ed people, since, first higher ed person since 1992 when I was elected back in the 2008. So it was a real privilege to be there. And then uh, after I went back, I was released full time from my professorship and uh, went back and they said, make up a course. Uh, that uh, do your regular kinds of things in sociology, but make up a course that combines the things that you've done. And so I put together a course, which I taught you, Mm -hmm. and I love teaching, uh, education of the labor movement. Even though I'm retired uh, about seven years now, I still teach one course at another state university. It's Bridgewater State University, where your host, Got three credits. Yes. That transferred here. Thank you very much to the professor. You got a full class of five students this semester? Yes, I do. How does it feel being back in the classroom versus being online like we had our class? I I really enjoy face-to-face. Even though we're unmasked, uh, we're masked. Everyone's masked at Bridgewater State. Everyone had to be vaccinated, but uh, precautions, everyone's masked. It's just, uh, it's just been wonderful. And uh, the five students that I met, I tried to get to know them, know their interests. And uh, I just enjoy it. I do it because I, I just like to share what I know from, and eh, I've gotten good reflection papers from students through the years. That's why I keep doing it. Do you learn from your students as much as? I learn every single class I have, I learn something from students. It's, it's, a, it's a sharing. It's a sharing. A class, a good classroom is a sharing classroom between professors and students. And I just really enjoy the, the younger students uh, from, you know, 19 to 22. But I've also had some, some uh, more uh, uh, older students. In fact, one, just I'll mention this quickly, was a 56-year-old man who had been a veteran of the Air Force and come to find out uh, he, uh, just an incredible good student, and he, he was in a bunker for nuclear weapons, I found out, uh, during, uh, in, in his career. And he was back because he wanted to not just teach ROTC, which he was doing out of high school, but wanted to teach, uh, teach uh, any subject yep. in, a, in, in, uh, in an elementary or secondary school. So he was back. He was just. That's never proud. too late to start. Yeah. Always learning. And I know Brian, Aiden, and I can attest to the, the discussion atmosphere of a class just lightens everything up. You learn more. It's great. Professor Palillo. My grandfather, it's great to have you here today, and we definitely appreciate really it. Really glad, and we really enjoy, Nancy and I really enjoy your grandmother. Dedicated really listeners. She, she's amazing. Thank she, you again. All right. Thank you very much. Great to be here, Zach.